afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, welcome to the internet's most sophisticated wrestling podcast, discussing the weekly aspects of it all, right here on The Bald Monkeys Wrestling Welcome back, everybody. We got another interview for Hell Hath No Fury, the show coming up in September on the 18th. It's a Friday. It's down in Texas. I myself, I am the captain, Captain Chuckles. We got Christopher. He's with me tonight as well. And we have another special guest from Mission Pro, from, from the card, we'll say. Uh, she is raising the level of sexiness on this particular interview and the podcast tonight, we have Baby D. Thank you for joining us. Oh man, thank you for having me. I'm super excited, ready to do this, man. I'm all about the interviews. I love interviews. I, we love doing them. <laughs> we love doing them, and we, and we love when people like talking to us. So yeah. I mean, it's, it's nice like, to be man, liked, right? Yeah. I'm a talker. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a match made in heaven right now. We everybody likes to talk. <laughs> Oh my so, gosh, it's my it's my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a record. We won't mention how long that record is, but there is a record out there for longest interview ever. So we'll just we'll leave it at that. So challenge has been accepted. Oh. <laughs> get the coffee ready, everybody. All right, so let's get started. Here we go. So we start every interview from the beginning. Everyone has a beginning, but we like to go way back and find out what was young Baby D like? What was young Baby D like? I'm a spitfire. <laughs> Just like now, like young Baby D was a spitfire. I'm a, I grew up pretty fast. So like I, ve I was very, um, so pretty much short story is that like, I took care of my grandmother when I was little. So I, by the age of four, I already knew how to cook. By the age of five, I already knew how to clean a house. By the age of like six, I already knew how to like give out insulin, medicine, everything. So I grew up really, really fast. And like, which in return, like made me not really have much of a childhood. So like, I don't have really good, like fond memories of being a child. But I can tell you that I, I was like one of those, like, you could not, like, could not keep me still. I was just like, we got to go. We got to go. We got to go. We got to do this. We got to do that. Like I am now. So, I mean, you know, so that's pretty much how young baby D was. Still, Sounds like a lot of I responsibility. Am, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> always talking. Always getting in trouble for talking. My mom made me write like a hundred times. I will not talk in class. That did not work. My dad never did, worked. My dad did the same thing to me. I will not do blah 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 blah. Whatever I did wrong at that time, and it didn't work. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. If, never, if, if you're gonna watch it. Sorry. <laughs> I know. I told my mom all the time, like that never worked. But yeah, no. I was just. Um, I just grew up really fast, and like, uh, just you know. I mean, I still have friends, but like, I was in Girl Scouts. You know, went camping. Uh, 
helped my grandfather a lot and helped take care of my grandmother. So, you know, just a, just a busy buddy. Like I am now always, always on the go. So you're going through that, you're, you're pitching in and you're one of the most responsible four five and six year olds I've ever heard of, which is impressive in itself. When does wrestling come into play? When do you first remember wrestling being that first moment of, wow, what's this? You know, so I grew up in the business. So I already knew, like, I was already there and um, going to shows. I remember being at shows when I was younger, but it was probably by maybe like maybe three or four when I can like physically remember being at like the arena and like sitting there watching wrestling and like remembering the fans and you know how they treated us and then being there ahead of time watching the concession stands get put up watching the ring get put up and stuff so it was probably around that time when I remember that but I have pictures from when I was like a baby and like Jake the Snake holding me and stuff it's just crazy sorry I had some uh, soda earlier and making burp a little bit but I probably apologize better out than in <laughs> I know <right? laughs> But yeah, so basically, like, I remember that little stuff. Like, I remember being there and being being around those matches. And so wrestling, like, was always there. It's always been there. See, this brings up an interesting question for me now, because normally I'll ask somebody, you know, who was that first inspiration of, hey, I, I really think I want to do this because I see this, I'm watching this, I'm inspired by this person but you, it was in your family. So was it your family inspiration? Was it outside of the family that inspired you to say, you know what, I'm going to go into the family business? I think for me, it was just always there and being like around it all the time. And it was just like, this is what I want to do. And like, I tell people all the time that like, I remember I remember, like, I legit remember, like, waking up on Sunday mornings, going to my grandfather's house, being a wrestling ring in the back, having the people there, and they're training, and all these kids are, like, running around and stuff my age, and then, like, they get, they're taking a break in the training, and all the kids in the ring, like, and, you know, we're playing on the ropes, or jumping on the ropes, like, I legit, like, those are memories, those are fond memories you can't take back, and, like, I think probably at that time was when I was just, like, I'm gonna do this, so. So, did any so this is tough again like i feel like this is the weirdest thing asking these questions of someone in like with family in the that business because in yeah they grew up in it because we we were asked like who did you like want to be like who did you want to be who was your favorite wrestler and that's almost like i'm waiting for you to be like well of course it's going to be a family member or not maybe <laughs> okay so legit like okay so you know I've done a lot of a lot of podcasts here lately done a lot of interviews and I've never openly like spoke about this so exclusive Ooh. to y'all see it's a, it's a bald monkeys exclusive <laughs> we love it so um I want to say I was in like the fourth maybe the fifth grade everybody has like you know fantasies and dreams and like things that you remember when you're kids and you just dream about like being somewhere else or being someplace else. Mm -hmm. And for me, like, it was one of those things where like, I knew I loved wrestling. I knew that I wanted to wrestle and I knew I had my favorites. Like at that time I can name every single WWE wrestler there was, 
but we had to write a short story in like like I said, fourth or fifth grade, we had to write a short story and it had to be like, kind of like, uh, you know, nonfiction, like kind of like just use your brain, just, ex you know, fantasy type thing. And I wrote a whole like 200 page book almost like I turned it in and it was a spiral notebook and it was the first kid to ever wrestle. <laughs> And I was madly in love at that time with Triple H and Stephanie. And like, I wanted to be their kid. <laughs> like, I wanted to be their first kid. And I wanted to be like this 11-year-old kid wrestling like Trish Stratus and like being like, like, anyway, it's just so weird. Like now when you think about it, but it's like, wow. Like, yeah, I was like a mark for them. <laughs> Do you have the story still? I do. Oh, I want to read it. <laughs> I do amazing. have it. I still have it. Like, I legit, I still have it. It's put up, like, it was something that I always kept when I was little, like, from the time I was little. Like, I just felt like, I feel like at, the, at one point in time I looked at it and I was just like, I should go back and, like, rewrite this and, like, make it, like, legit pretty good. Because <laughs> at that Heck time, yeah. you know, like, you're, I'm in fourth and fifth grade, like writing's not good, you know, <laughs> my yeah. spelling's obviously not good, you know. Yeah, I I'm still like that now, so yeah, but yeah. Oh, me too. <laughs> me too. I, I have to correct and spell check all of his tweets and Facebook uh, posts and everything. I get the point. Across. Oh yeah, I'll tweet something or I'll tweet something or type something out on Facebook and I'll be like, oh, fuck. That's wrong. Let me delete this and redo it. <laughs> Shit. Sorry, I have bad, I have bad language. I apologize. That's okay. We're 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 uh, we're uh, eighteen and over, I guess, or sixteen. Oh, who, we we warned them about the. We yeah. warned the kids. They're warned. They yeah. know. We 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 checked right. that not appropriate for children box. <laughs> Perfect. I'm gonna have to dig that story up because I'm I gonna know. have to read that. I, I, thank you for the exclusive, but I'm gonna, you're, I'm gonna annoy you now because I want to read that story. Oh my gosh, I'm having to dig it out and rewrite everything and be like at least in decent handwriting and probably sum it up because I'm sure it wasn't ever finished. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get yeah. an animator to get some drawings in there and everything. Make it like a little kid's book. Oh, we're scheming now. Uh, I like yeah. this. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, I remember, like, it was so funny because, like, okay, so, like, you're a little kid, so, like, I'm a little kid, you know, I'm, like, what, 10, 9, 10, 11 years old, and, yeah, I'm, like, 9 or 10, really, because, uh, so, you know, so, like, you loved it, you love NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, you know, like, I love them just like any girl, to, girl at that age did, so then, like, so, like, I'm, dating like I'm dating like Nick Carter in the store. <laughs> oh it gets like, better I it gets it. even better yes <laughs> I know like, I'm telling you like I legit never told anybody that like legit never told anybody that oh, we won't this, tell anyone we promise yeah, we won't tell anyone but this book needs to come to uh come to come to the light of day at some point in time 
I know. I'm telling you, it was like literally the first kid to ever wrestle. Like I drew the background of like a wrestling ring and a kid. Man, like man, that was awesome. See? There you go. <laughs> I I I wrote a story once. It was in Sports Illustrated for kids. Perfect. Uh -huh. <laughs> what? Why are you looking at me like you that? Gotta, you got to, like, it's like a one-upsman thing. Like, what? No, like, it's not a one-upsman <laughs> thing. It's something that we share in common, Christopher. We both wrote when we were younger. It's okay. Damn. <laughs> All right. It's okay. When I was, I was in the sixth grade, and, like, I wrote a, I wrote a poem that was really good that got published. See? Okay, She cool. just one-upped me. See? So. It's, it's, it's okay. We're, we're I have good. none of those stories. None. None. Okay. Okay, I'm sure you're a cool cat. <laughs> He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> you're growing up around the business. You you you're you're a third generation wrestler. Uh you took some time off to actually get your degree. What was it a hard decision to say, no, I'm gonna put the ring on on hold so I can do this just in case you know things don't happen the way that i want them to you know um not really because at the time like i had just graduated high school and i knew so growing up like as fast as i did like i knew that in order for me to do anything with my life i was going to have to make sure that i made something of myself and I wanted to make sure that I was able to do something that nobody else was able to do in my family. So, and that's kind of like always been my goal. Like I was the first one to graduate. I was, you know, first one to go to college. I wanted to make sure that I was able to do something that nobody else could do. So it was a very easy decision, even, even though I loved wrestling, like it was one of those things where we had moved from DFW to a small town, called Overton, which is where I say I'm from. Like, I, I made it, like, I grew up in Overton. Like, that, I graduated high school in Overton. It's a population of 2,000 people. Graduating class was, like, 20, okay? Uh, it's wow. pre-K all the way through 12th grade. So, like, I had a class with my sister who's, like, two years behind me, okay? Like, that's how, you know, how small the school is. So, I knew at that point in time that if I stayed there, that I was not going to go anywhere. Like, I would be stuck, which is how a lot of my friends are. Like a lot of those people that I went to school with, like they still live there. Their kids go to school there, you know, like they're stuck there. And me, I wasn't like that. I was, I'm, I'm wild. I'm like, I mean, I gotta go. Like I'm a city person. I love the country too. Don't get me wrong. I love being in the country, love working on farm and stuff like that. But I was always in the city. And so it was easy for me to be like, you know, this is the decision I have to make. Like I want to like, I'll give up what I love and the passion for it to be able to make something better of myself later and it wasn't until like you know like 2013 like I always like still loved it still watched it still like went to a few shows here and there um but it wasn't until 2013 when I was just really like I want to get back into this like I can't like just not do it anymore mm -hmm. so and then ever since then it's just been my straight up passion I just gotta like wrestling 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 so how much uh, training did you have prior to going away to college or, and did you have a lot more after you graduated college? 
So I was 15 when I first started wrestling, when I had my first match, maybe like maybe just turning 16. And my first match was three months in. So, and it was one of those things where I showed up to training and I already knew how to take a bump. I already knew how to lock up. I already knew, I already knew all the holds. Like my grandfather had been teaching me that since I was little, you know? So the only thing that I was not like had never done was like take a physical back bump. Like I knew the concept of it. I knew what to do. I knew how to like throw the hips and like, you know, spread the arms, all that tuck the chin and things like that. So it was like little things that I had to work on. Mm. So three months in, you know, I'm already way ahead of everybody else. And they're like, Hey, you're gonna have your first match. Perfect. Excuse me again. I apologize. Um, <laughs> so three months in and then it was about whenever I came like I tr so I trained twice a week and then I wrestled almost at least every other Saturday until I was 18 and uh graduated May of 2007 moved uh moved June of 2007 like that fast wow. and then um and then it was I want to say it was probably April 2013, and I didn't have my first match back until July the 3rd of 2014. So I trained a little bit longer, but I really didn't train. I didn't train uh, every week, or it was more like once or twice a month because of my work schedule. And Killer Tim Brooks at that time, he only trained on Saturdays and he trained from like nine in the morning until one or two in the afternoon. So, you know, my job works on Saturday. So when you only have one Saturday off, you can only go once a month. So I was only going once a month and then sometimes twice a month. And then we were practicing going over the top rope, cut my knee open really bad, how to get stitches. So I was out for like uh, two months. And I come back, trained for a month, and then had my first. I had my first match back. How was that first match after being? I don't want to say out, but but not being in an actual you know match in so long. How was it getting back in the ring? It was exciting, but the match did not go great. Oh. Um, there was um, so. It's just it's it's one of those things where I don't talk about it a lot um, because the opponent at that time and I were, we, we, at that time, it was um, a lot of uh, confusion as to whose fault it was and who, who to blame at the situation. And it was kind of one of those things where you didn't really know if you wanted to, um, if you wanted to take blame or if they should take blame or, you know, certain people, people in the crowd who you are friends with now said it was their, that person's fault. And then, they were saying it was your fault. So it was one of those things where I don't talk about it a lot, but the girl ended up breaking her wrist within maybe the first two minutes of the match. Um, so luckily we both like have came through that and we both were really good friends now. We've talked and we, we've hung out, we've done matches together, things like that for a long time. We wouldn't talk, we wouldn't do any of that because it was kind of one of those things where it was just like, we don't know. And like, you know, I am like one of those people where I like I'm soft hearted. So like it did upset me. Like I, I, you know, I felt bad. I apologize. Like I, I didn't know if it was my fault or their fault. And some people are like, well, she did this wrong or you did this wrong. So it's kind of one of those things where you just don't talk about it too much. Yeah. And we, we've moved past it. 
so the first match back was not that great. See, what got me and what got me into being able to get around the people that I'm, I was able to get around and the people I'm around now is my character. And it was me coming out to this song by, I don't even remember the song, to be honest with you, but coming out to this big spiel and about Killer Tim Brooks is like, this girl's from Playboy Mansion. She's from on Sports Illustrated. You know, she's been in um, all the magazines, you know, she sleeps with your husband, all this <laughs> stuff, you know. Um, so then and I'm coming out and I have, I have my makeup all messed up. My hair's in pigtails. I'm in the schoolgirl outfit. I got mismatching socks, mismatching shoes, you know, like I just look like a complete hot mess and I'm dancing and I'm twerking and I'm getting heat because these people are like, this, that bitch, <laughs> da, 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 you know, like, so like I'm getting all kinds of heat because of that. So like what got me over was my character. And literally like, I remember after that match, Athena, Amber Moon walked up to me and literally was like, I don't care if you can wrestle. I can work that. She was like, I can train you. I want you to come and train with me because of your character. She was like, that is what attracted me. And then that's what I, that's when I moved on and started, um, you know, that was uh, at that time, that was Killer Tim Brooks's last show. Anyways, he was no longer going to train. Um, so that's when I moved to MPX and I've been with MPX ever since. Nice. And now that relationship with Ember Moon has kind of, come full circle it seems like if if i if i saw and read correctly on some of your social media you actually went down and uh helped coach some of her new trainees uh not too long ago that is correct like um amber and i still talk and then uh she will tell she literally tells everybody that i was her first trainee like and um she claims me as a, tra a trainee i I don't usually tell people that I was trained by her because I don't want anybody to think that I'm trying to get in, uh, in advance or anything because of that. So I don't usually go around saying, Oh, I trained with Amber Moon or I, or I did this. Like, and I tell her that all the time that I don't want her. I, I don't ever want anybody to feel like I'm using her name for that, but it, it was, it's very nice. Like I have trained, she actually called me up and she said, Hey, I want you to come and help me at my school. Um, do a couple um couple drills with a few people help my girls out perfect okay cool so i've done that you know especially at the beginning of the year a little bit at the end of the year last year so she's she's great people that's gotta her be great yeah that's gotta be great it, it is coaching you know the the new talent something that you want to eventually get more into you know later on um uh, yeah i mean obviously like i want to be able to help the new people that are coming out especially the girls like you know and but uh, there again like it goes back to like there's things that i do that like other people don't do because i was trained a little old school as far as like connecting um you know making sure that you were kind of stiff as they say um so like I do little things like that that most people don't do mm. and I think that like being able to help some of the girls that are coming up is something that I want to do and I always tell people like I tell people when I'm on a new show like I'd rather work somebody that is green than somebody that is known because like the person that's known is not going to help me any 
because I'm content where I'm at, you know, yeah. they're going to help me get better as far as an in-ring performer in a sense, but why not help somebody that doesn't get to work somebody that has a little bit more experience? Does that make sense? Yeah, no, no, t definitely does. One of, one of like the, I don't want to say hot button topics, but things that people like to talk about now is intergender wrestling in uh, watching a lot of your uh, career when I was kind of reading up on on everything here you've done a quite a bit of it how how did you get started doing that and it, what's the difference between you know uh, wrestling male talent as opposed to female do you like one or the other better uh, how, how did you get started so um... I know that this is like, you know, we're, you know, I love Mission Pro. And uh, so, and I keep on going back to this. We, we can get on Mission Pro a little bit later on. But MPX really and truthfully, like the, um, they gave me a real big push when I first started with them. And um, I beat all their girls that they threw at me. Like they, I was undefeated the whole first year, I think I was there. And um, then MPX like put me in a match with, with a couple guys and then it just went from there like I had better matches with them like I was able to be more I was able to be more like come on bitch like let's you know let's do it type thing so then that's kind of when it turned into like they didn't have that many girls so what do you do with a talent that is like that wants to work for your company then that's what you do is you put them with it. You put them in intergender matches and you build them up. So that's what, that's what MPX did. Like they put me in all these intergender matches and they built me up and I was able to become their tag champ. I was able to become their prospect champ. I was able to become their heavyweight championship, you know? So I was able to make it through their company and build my, build a repertoire of wrestling intergender matches. And that's what I fell in love with. Like I love wrestling guys because a, obviously like I'm not hiding it like I'm a big girl you know what I mean so being able to wrestle a guy that is around my size helps out because then you're able to do more you're able to show what you can do as a performer where a girl where wrestling a girl like now I got to think about okay well how can I make them look strong but me look strong and not being stupid and all this other stuff and all the mumble jumble that goes into making a match where a guy I can be like oh we could do this this and this, this and this you know and it's not saying that I don't want to work any females, but you get those females where they're like, oh, well, I weigh 95 pounds. I'm going to arm drag you. No, you're not. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> that's just um, physics. Which that's legit. Yeah. Which that legit has happened to me. And so I have nothing. I'm not, I'm not opposed to wrestling anything. Yes, I do prefer to wrestle men because of like being a little more old school style, being able to work a little stiffer. Um, you don't get the girls that complain. You get the girls that complain. Oh, you hit too hard. Oh, you chop too hard. Oh, you do this too hard. You do that too hard. Where guys, they're just like, okay, well, I'm just used to, you know, to like working with a guy. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> yeah. so. Well, you mentioned Mission Pro, and that's one of the reasons why we're here. Uh, if anyone listening to this hasn't read the description or seen any one of the other ones, they have a show coming up in September on the 18th. Uh, unfortunately, uh, if you haven't heard 
BBD had to back out of her match against uh, Maddie Renkowski. And I will tell you, uh, I don't know if you watched our interview with her, but she had nothing but good things to say about you and how much it meant to, to wrestle you in the ring with your background and, and, and you being a third generation wrestler and everything. So I just want to tell you that she was definitely looking forward uh, to it. Uh, I, I was looking forward to it too. I was a little bummed, but you know, things happen. <laughs> can, can, can you, can you tell us, is, is it okay to delve into uh, what happened? And I know you're still going to the show, but you know, why, why you're unable to wrestle. Yeah. So back in uh, January, I found out that I had some health problems uh, going on um, internally, had to have um, a minor, a minor surgical procedure in April. So I knew that I was going to be taking time off, you know, prior to the COVID stuff. So I knew my last match was going to be uh, April the 6th. And I knew that I would have surgery like, that following Monday. That's how, like, I had, that's how I had it planned. Like, my doctors wanted me not to wrestle at all, and they wanted me to cancel all my bookings and go right into surgery. And I, I refused to do that. So I um, took care of my health problems, got that, and that's what took me so long to come back prior, after, like, kind of when they, when shows started popping up and stuff, you know, um, was because I wasn't cleared by the doctor yet. So I got cleared, um, I actually got cleared July the 14th I believe it was yeah around July the 14th somewhere along in there uh, so July basically I got cleared and then um, we were set up to do customs I was set up to do customs with Mission Pro mm -hmm. and I got really sick mm -hmm. I had got a really bad infection um, in my stomach and um, it took me out and like they the doctor kind of associated it with the uh, procedure that I had done so, um, Brian Mel's husband, you know, even though he's not in charge of mission pro, he had some concerns. And, um, after speaking with me and Mel speaking with me and, uh, you know, talking with my boyfriend and things like that, um, we all decided that it was best that I back out of the match just in case something else was to happen. Now you will notice that I am wrestling at other promotions. And so Physically, I'm able to wrestle, but out of the respect of Brian and Mel and them loving me as much as they do and them being like family, it was kind of a decision of, hey, like, this is our show. We care about you truly. We know at any other show you're going to be willing to wrestle and you're going to do this, but at our show, we would like you to do something else. And it was a perfectly thing of, okay, I understand, like, you know, you're looking out for me and I don't always look out for me. So <laughs> it's nice to have other people do it sometimes. <laughs> it's, it's nice to have those, those relationships with people that aren't, aren't just, you know, in the same industry or, you know, profession on the same professional level as you, but are, that treat you as friends. You know, Chris, Chris does that for me all the time. You know, he, he looks out for me. <laughs> now you, try to keep it on. you got to. He, yeah, he he tries to keep an eye on me. Sometimes it doesn't always work, you know, but uh, that that's a whole nother story. Now you mentioned uh Mel or Thunder Rosa. Uh you guys have a little bit of uh history in the ring. Is that how they kind of came to you with the uh the idea of being in Hell Hath No Fury? 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, I met, so I met uh, Thunder and Brian, well, I met Thunder and Brian um, back in 2017, I believe is when they first did their very first show down here in Austin. I know it was in a May. I know it was May. I want either 2016, 2017, but um, that was when they were still running Sabotage. Mm-hmm. and I met them there and then it was kind of one of those things where like Thunder liked me Brian liked me we met at a few shows after that and um, then it became where Thunder and I were talking all the time we were we became my like, best friends and we we're we would spend night like hours at night talking on the phone or early in the morning talking before I went to work and um, I had a lot of personal stuff happen with a relationship that wasn't great and Thunder and Brian are the two people that like helped me get out of that relationship. They really opened up um, a pathway for me to get out and um, they, they had my back. So they became like family to me. So when the first mission pro show came around last year, I was the first person to be announced because they knew right away that like, family like you have to have mm-hmm. somebody there so then when this when this show came around it was the same way like we have to have you on it and that's one thing whenever we discussed about me not wrestling like thunder like and brian both made sure to state like we want you at the show no matter what and like that's so it wasn't necessary yes we met through wrestling yes we have wrestled in the ring together but it was more of a family type thing mm-hmm. yeah. so like you know, Thunder and I don't talk all the time like we used to, but we're we're still really good friends, and we still like you know she's gonna be in town tomorrow, and I can't wait to you know see her and hang out with her and chit chat with her. So, nice. what does it mean to be a part of you know something like Mission Pro where it is all women from from top to bottom, every single you know, uh, every single position, job, whatever it is, is, is all women. I think it's a game changer, honestly, because, you know, um, when you go to a show and you have so many people, so many men in charge, you know, like you, nothing, not, not docking and knocking any type of man. And, um, you have so many men in charge though. Like a lot of times they want certain things done through a women's wrestling match and things like that. So I think that it's really going to help having everybody be a woman because you get those different perspectives. You get, you get the women's perspective of a wrestling match rather than a men's perspective of a wrestling match or their vision of a wrestling match. You know, you get those men that on shows that are just like, Oh, well you should have done this instead of this. Well now it's more of a coming from a woman. Well, yeah, hey, that makes sense, or hey, that doesn't make sense, type thing. So, and then when you get when you get into the commentary part of it, when you get into the announcing part of it, when you get in, down into the DJ parting part of it, it means a lot because now you have all of this to take care of. You know, you're able to do all of this at one time, and it, it makes sense. It shows women empowerment, and that's what Mission Pro is trying to get through. You know, to everybody, hey, we are empowering women to know that they can do what they want to, what you want to do, what you put your mind to. And that's, that's the whole key. It's all, it's uh, coming from this side. I mean, that was one of the reasons 
you know, why we we wanted to talk to, you know, all, all of the talent that's going to be in the show or as or as many as we could, because it is such a like you said, it is such a game breaker. It, it, it is yeah. it, it is so huge. And we love to, to talk to all, all of you, all of you. And it's amazing just to be just a small part of the promotion of getting all 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 this info out to everybody. Yep, for sure. For sure. Yeah, selfishly, I think we were, were kind of like, oh, we want to be we want to be part of this because it's it's just so cool and it's yeah. and it's it's great to see and we want to support everybody as much as we can and and you know support the show and, and support you know women's wrestling as a whole because this is just the start. We feel like this is like a game changer that hopefully leads to so much more for women's wrestling going forward. We talked about the card briefly. What are you looking forward to? Because it's a pretty substantial card. Unfortunately, obviously, you had to back out of your match. But what on the card stands out to you is something you're excited to see. You know, I think I'm more excited about the tag match than anything. Uh, the uh, Killer Kate, Vert, and then um, Jenna Lynn and let me think about it. It's going to come to me in a minute. Y'all go ahead. Help me out. You can. <laughs> Promise. Braxton. Promise huh? Braxton. Promise Braxton. Yeah, sorry. I knew I look, I apologize. Um, I think that match kind of really stand is probably the one match that I'm looking forward to just because I really like Vert. Um, Vert, like I've got I've been able to wrestle her multiple times over the last um, you know, prior to me like taking my hiatus, you know, as you could say. Um, I requested a few times to like work her singly because I just think she has so much potential. And then same way with Killer Kate, like being able to be in the ring with her and being able to um, wrestle with her the few times that I have, like I think, and then Killer Kate's training, you know, Killer Kate's been training with Amber Moon. So she's really improved a lot on a lot of things and she has so much potential. So that match right there, I think is going to highlight some of the upcomers in uh, Texas. And I think that's kind of be one of those matches where, you might set on the you might have set it on the back burner, but it's gonna be one of those matches that grabs your attention. And then Jenna Lynn, like you know, um, uh, about a year ago, I got to like she was in a I got to tag, she was in a tag match with us, and then um, I got to tag against her, you know. So a couple times actually, you know, when a uh, fun and sexy like Phoebe and I, who uh, Brian put together and that, you know, we got to do a lot of stuff there and uh, that was fun. And then, so we had Jenna Lynn tag with us. So we were fun, sexy and quirky, you know? And so I think that she's came a long ways too. And I think that that match is one of those matches where you, you just can't sit on it. Who are you picking? <laughs> I'm going to go with Vert and Killer Kate. Okay. We won't tell Promise and Jenna. We'll, 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 yeah. we'll, <laughs> it's all right. We, all, we already talked to Promise, so she'll never know. No. <laughs> Perfect, right? <laughs> so you picked the tag match. I have to ask because it's something we wrote down, and now I love I tag wrestling. And, now, and love- now I remember why I put it down there. <laughs> we always try to get – questions and do research and have specifics why we ask questions well i I love tag wrestling and it sounds like you like tag wrestling but i need to know what's your thoughts on the current state of tag wrestling the current state of tag wrestling 
Long sigh. Long sigh. How, how much time do you guys have? It was a very long sigh because it's funny because prior to me getting on the Zoom call, we had uh, we had just finished watching the AEW, like start of AEW, where they just had this like goblet, a goblet tag match, you know, going on. And I'm just like, what the crap is going on? Like, I think that if uh, we could get back to actually like enforcing the rules in a tag match that we will be able to have better tag matches because right now what you find especially on in the indies is you find that um double single match happening type thing you know what i mean and then you don't actually have so you have this double single match type <laughs> type tag team going on and that doesn't make sense like you know you always see the like one thing I hate and is this person X person working with Z person and Y working with W, you know, the whole time, like, why can't we work as a tag team? Why can't we do this? And so for two years, I did nothing but tag matches. Like I did a lot. I did do a lot of singles matches, but I did a lot of tag matches and Phoebe and I, like, I love Phoebe. Phoebe's one of my best friends and we did a lot of tag matches together. And that was one thing that I focused, we both focused on really is like, we started doing that whole thing too when we first started because we didn't know each other that well as a tag team. But we realized that we wanted to work as a tag team. We wanted to mm. present ourselves as a tag team. So we really started like focusing our matches on tag moves and not having individual moves so if you start if you watch some of our beginning tag matches you'll see that we started off as one-on-one -on -one type person like oh you do this i'm gonna do this type thing and we'll hit a couple tag moves then it turned into hey you hit a few moves we're gonna hit this tag move and then we're gonna come back and we're gonna and i'll hit the single move stuff so like that's kind of how like you know transition idea for that and i think that that's what tag matches are missing now you don't get the whole together like you don't get to be you that single unit working together you get two double units working together you people you get people thrown together and just doesn't always work as a thrown together component mm -hmm. you know and that's one thing that tag matches are missing like even in wwe like they just throw people together you know aw they throw people together you know I think like one of the number one tag teams in like the world is FTR. Like, I think that they're a great tag team. They really, they really understand tag team psychology. And if people can watch tag matches and start understanding psychology, start enforcing rules, going back to the five count, like, you know, understanding like why you can't make a stupid tag or understand why this happens, that happens. Then like, I think it's going to be good, you know, and um, there are, you know, like there are good tag teams out there. And I think you really have to just look for them. Like one of the great tag teams that like, I think is on the indie scenes that's not really got out a lot yet is uh, larger than life um they wrestle at mpx all the time tommy and ryan they are one of those tag teams that like they've been together forever like if you ever get a chance to like look them up on youtube or on um mpx's network uh, or even online like they're a great tag team they they work together they you know they work as a team they understand tag team psychology and that is what tag teams are missing right now you are people are missing sad psychology of a tag team it's not two singles matches it is a one match and you have to work as a unit and that's like you know so whenever you go whenever i talk about the 
Mission Pro match and it being Killer Kane and Vert and Jenna Lynn and uh, Promise, like whoever can work as a tag team is going to win that match, bottom mm-hmm. line. I think that Vert and Killer Kate have similar styles that they can find a unit to work together where I think that Jenna and Promise, they're going to be a little different. And that's what's going to come into play. Sorry, I went on to this whole spill. It was beautiful. <laughs> we got a lesson it was in, in tag team psychology. Absolutely beautiful. I, I'm going to go back and watch that like <laughs> repeatedly for the rest of the week because I love tag team wrestling. And I've been yelling at the wall, it seems like, all the things you just said right now. So thank well, you for that. Let me see. Hold on. Because my boyfriend has tons of pictures of a larger than life everywhere. Hold on. These guys right here. Let me see. Here we go. Exclusive pictures now. These guys right there. Can you see that? Yeah. Can you see that guy? Like, I don't know. Okay. So these guys right here, they're larger than life. They are a great tag team. If you don't know tag team psychology and you don't want to watch internet, if you want to watch just regular indie psychology tag team, those, those two guys right there. Those two guys. And I don't put a lot of people over, but I will put those people over. There you go. Go check them out. We'll put them at the end of the credits, too, because that's what we do. We put people over. That's true. So that'll and be there. And FTR, too. Like FTR is another one. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those two guys are there, like, you know. I was debating on what shirt to wear tonight. I could have worn my FTR shirt. I should have worn it. <laughs> cool. As long as it's not a Young Bucks. I just don't like the Young Bucks. I'm not a Young Bucks fan. Yeah. I... We will move on to the next question. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully Sorry. people will still be watching. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. You know what? Everyone's able to like what they want. I just think as tag team wrestling in its purest form is exactly how you explained it. Mm-hmm. And I miss it. And I loved it when I was a kid watching that growing up. And I, and I want more of tag teams like FTR in the world. And thank you for pointing them out large and life. I'm going to check them out probably right after Yeah, they this. used to be – yeah, larger than life. Oh, they used to be also called the Impact Players. Okay. Okay. They were watching. dubbed by uh, Justin Incredible as the Impact Players, so that's kind of how they got that name. It was kind of a storyline process, but, yeah, they're really good. So Ryan and Tommy, great guys for sure. We love learning about new people, but what we really want to know now is – a weird question that we've been starting to ask people that we've been asking everybody on mission pro you have an opportunity to talk to your 10 year old self what kind of advice do you give 10 year old baby d oh man <laughs> i'm gonna try not to make this soppy <laughs> so um you know it goes back to growing up and the way i did it um so I was 11 when I lost my grandmother. Um, and, um, you know, like I said earlier, like I took care of her. Um, it was a long process and being able to be in that position, I felt like it was my fault. So I think that 10 year old me, like if I could go back and tell that person that I would just explain to her, whatever happens in the near future, it's not your fault. Don't think of it as your fault. Understand that it's a process of life and the things are going to happen. And then remember that you are only 10 
and that you should have a childhood and not to always take everything under your wing and move forward and try to understand that, yes, you do have a lot of responsibilities, but those responsibilities come at a price. And if you could just take those moments to understand that you are a kid, that you would be a better person in the long run, even though you're, even though your life and what your trials and your struggles put you through made you who you are today. But understand that like, it's okay to take a deep breath and it's okay to understand life happens. Like, I think that that's like probably something that like I would tell my 10 year old self, <laughs> like, because like, you know, like I said, I grew, I just grew up fast. And like, that was something that mm. I probably should have done, you know, was just took a and, second back and just kind of understood life. And you know what? Hopefully one person hears that and one person has the opportunity as a, you know, 10 year old, or maybe somebody who's not supposed to be watching this because we said no kids watches this interview <laughs> and listens to that and, and maybe sees that as an opportunity to think about it themselves too. Sure. So it's a, it's an important message that I think we should be telling a lot of kids out there is, you know, be a kid, you know, enjoy it while you can, because it kind of stinks to grow up eventually. It does, right? Like, it's crazy because, like, you, you get older and you're just like, man, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I got bills to pay. <laughs> I got to make my own sandwich. Like, come on. Like, what the, <laughs> like, oh, man. What the heck? <laughs> but yeah, All right, let's, for sure. Let's, let's lighten the mood in here. Let's talk about outside of the wrestling <laughs> ring. No, it's okay. We asked the question. It's our fault. <laughs> what do you do outside of the wrestling ring? What do you do to keep yourself busy? Do you have any hobbies? What do you have, what's your interests? I shoot pool, actually. Oh, okay. Very nice. I, um, I, um, so I got to play in the National Pool Tournament in 2014 wow. in Las Vegas. I, awesome. I love nine ball. Like, I love shooting nine ball. That's kind of one of those things. I, like, I'm not an eight ball person. Don't give me playing eight ball. I will let you win every time. Nine ball, though, that's a fight, honey. You're not about to win. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I like to shoot pool. And then, you know, recently, like, I'm in this new relationship. And, you know, we watch a lot of TV, lots of movies, and, you know, lots of wrestling. There you go. So, uh, um, but, yeah, no, like, I just, I like, I like talking, obviously. Like, I talk on the phone every single day like for two three hours <laughs> it's weird well that goes well with wrestling because you need to talk right like you're, you're yeah, a wrestler right? so and you I, need to be able to talk yeah i love talking and then you know like i don't have really much like uh besides pool love playing pool and then i love just hanging out with people i love like making sure like i'm one of those people that i check on my friends like i'll message you like especially if you're close to me i'm like hey what's up man you doing okay i love hanging out with my cousin like taking photos my cousin and I, we set up our own little photo shoot all the time. We're just like, hey, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> but, uh, how'd you get into pool? How did that, what was like, what was the introduction to start playing pool? <laughs> so my uh, <laughs> um, growing up, my mom used to always like, there was this bar called Debbie Dews and Debbie Dews on Sunday did family night. And so my mom was obviously like, I wouldn't say she was a drunk, but she spent every weekend in the bar. 
<laughs> if that helps any. Um, so every weekend, every Sunday after church, we went to Debbie Dews and uh, Debbie Dews did a, uh, Debbie had a kids tournament for pool and an adult dart tournament. So my mom would play in the dart tournament and I would play in the pool tournament. So I started playing pool when I was younger and then I, uh, you know, played here and there. And then when I moved in with my uncles to get, to go to college, they were on a pool league and they needed extra players. So that's kind of how I got, it got into it again. That's so pretty cool. cool. I had a pool table in my, in my basement. My dad taught me how to play. So we'd always go down there and play, but the, the way that my basement was set up was, you had enough room on one end, you had enough room on the other end, you had enough room on the one side, but then the other side was like this, this close to the wall and you'd be like taking a shot like, like this. Exactly. We had the same thing uh, at my uncle's house. We, uh, we called it Ed's wall because it was like, he made it, he, like it, they took his garage, they took the garage and added a, they added the wall in the garage to make the, make a room and stuff for uh, my cousin and when she moved out they put a pool table there so that's why we called it ed's wall because it was like as if he put the wall too close <laughs> <laughs> oh so. man so we'll, we'll get into the favorites now do, do you do any any trick shots in in billiards and do you do you have a, a favorite one that you like to do yeah there is actually i have two of them actually so um you set you set one ball near the one corner pocket, the other ball on the other side of the corner pocket on the same side, and then you hit all three rails to make it go in. Like, so that's kind of like the only really cool shot that I do besides like, uh, there's a long distance um, shot where I can hit it off the rail and make it into the corner pocket. Like set it, it's a setup. Like, like you hit the, it's kind of hard to explain, but yeah, like it's a, it's a cool little diamond shot, but I really and truthfully I don't do a lot of trick shots <laughs> yeah it, it's one of those things where you're either you're either in the game to play the game or you're or you're doing it to make cool funny looking interesting shots I feel yeah me I'm like more into like let's play this game <laughs> I, I I miss my pool table I miss my oh, man. Pool table. I miss and playing then, pool but you know all the bars are so close so yep Music. When you're in oh. the bar, there's music going on while you're playing pool. What, what are you listening to? Everything. You are like, I'm legit like an every, per, everything type of person. Like, I love music. I absolutely love music. All the way from country to hip hop to Tejano music to uh, classical music. Like, I will listen to everything like all day long at work I listen to classical music opera music all that stuff elevator music whatever you want to call it when I'm in the car I'm listening to everything I'm it's like a broadcast of like randomness like like we'll go from this one high rock music to like this country music all the way to the WAP song you know <laughs> like, I don't even know what that is I, I, I see that on social media and I don't even know what it is I'll, Chris is I'll tell you later I'll tell you later yeah. okay. you might want to listen to that later <laughs> see and that like blows up my 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 follow-up question of like what's your guilty pleasure because you really don't have a guilty pleasure because you listen to everything it's true, man. I, uh, 
happened. It's so funny because like I wake up, I wake up early on Sunday mornings to clean, like I uh, to clean and stuff and to get things done. And like the first thing that I do is there's a song, it's called Salves by Reek, by Rake. And it's a Hispanic song. And like, it's one of my favorite songs. And like, it's one of those songs where like, it's soft and like, like kind of low key and it's just like soothing but like it gets me going and then it goes in like so on my playlist it goes into this rock song afterwards so it's kind of like so my guilty song for that is going to be that <laughs> like rake nice. Savez is like one of those things like yeah it hits the it hits the heart I, I start my morning off the same way every day when my alarm goes off to acdc hell's bells so Hell yeah, see? I, I hear that gong and it's like, okay, it's time to go. Let's go. For real. It's like, that's how it has to be. You gotta so do now, it. So now you just woke up in the morning. You're, you're fixing to have something to eat. What's, fixing. what's, what's your favorite cereal, whether like as a child or now, I mean, I only eat like two cereals now, but like, I love a, Frosted Flakes. Easy. Frosted Flakes. I love Boom. Frosted Flakes, but I, it's funny because like I'm one of those people that I if if I'm waking up because I want to wake up then I'm a morning person but during the week when I have to wake up to go to work I'm irritated like I'm sleeping into the last minute like I legit like have 10 minutes to get dressed 10 minutes to like use the restroom brush my teeth brush my hair and get out of the house before I have to be like okay if I don't leave in the next five minutes I'm gonna be late for work um so like usually like I stop at McDonald's on the way to work and McDonald's really made me mad because they no longer have that bagel steak cheese sandwich anymore you know they had a bagel steak yeah they got rid of it like I don't know why they got rid of it it's stupid McDonald's fix it like I'm just saying fix it so now I'm stuck getting a sausage McGriddle because I don't eat eggs Mm. Oh. So, that's tough I, in the morning yeah yeah, yeah. I, I have beef with taco bell for getting rid of n- a numerous number of items so damn you taco bell you yell at all the fast food places we're not making any friends tonight no, that was not good not. Uh, <laughs> do, do you have a favorite opponent that you have faced in the ring throughout your career so far a favorite opponent it could mm. be for any reason. It could be they they gave you your best match. You feel they they taught you the most in the ring. You know, it's kind of hard to say because like I've wrestled a lot of people that I really enjoy wrestling and I really want to be in the ring with them again. But um, I go back to MPX because I had a lot of matches there, and um, Dave Sagan. Um, Dave Sagan and I had a storyline about 2018 and it was just one of those storylines that was great it was a great storyline it was built very well we put all of our effort into it and the matches they were they were on point so he is one of those guys that like I really and truly love wrestling and I like being in the ring with Um, and then recently female wise it's probably Vert Vert Vixen like I really enjoy I really enjoy being in the ring with Vert like I 
I think our chemistry as of late, like as a single competitor had, has been really good. And then if I have to go, you know, I obviously like love tag matches and being in tag matches. I love that. And Phoebe, like being my tag partner, I just, I love being in the ring with her. So like, I'm going to throw a tag match out there and let's see stars. Sea Stars, like I loved being in the ring with Sea Stars and Phoebe and I going against Sea Stars, we had some really good matches. Nice. Um, I was just going to say something and it went right out of my head. I don't <laughs> even know what it was. Well, we're going to move on to the next favorite one. And the next favorite one is going to be, uh, you mentioned a number of championships that you have won. And on- online, as I was researching, I saw you had, you've won uh, tag team belts, you've won uh, heavyweight championship belts. You've won all different kinds of ones. What's your favorite one that you have uh, claimed during your time wrestling? Probably the tag belt with the sabotage tag team belt, just because of how long we held it and um, the person I was holding it with. Like I go back to Phoebe, like Phoebe, Phoebe and I, like that was a, that was a time that was, wrestling was really fun and uh being able to tag with her made it really made it even more funner funner fun fun funnest i don't know you know Craig. that's okay we're, we're, right now. we're not writing <laughs> tweets right now so don't worry you, about you can it. say whatever you want we're, we're, we're not gonna <laughs> correct it um what is and this isn't really a favorite but uh, a kind of a quirky question what's one thing that someone wouldn't know about you just by looking at you. Oh, I don't know. I'm like like, an open book. I was going to say, I feel like she'd tell everybody whatever they want to hear. Yeah, I'm like an open book. (laughs) I mean, legit, like, um, I work on cars. So people like not look like if you looked at me, like you might not think that I work on cars, but I I like working on cars. I know, absolutely. Nada about cars. I like getting my hands dr- uh, dirty, you know? Nice. The last, the last we're one kitchen. of the favorites. Yeah, kitchen. We're, more, yeah. we're, we're kitchen guys. Yeah. We, we like cooking. Always in the kitchen. <laughs> cooking food. Hey, you fix the up. car, we'll cook dinner. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, is there a dream match or a dream opponent? You know, somebody that you haven't wrestled Easy peasy. I oh. got you. ODB. Yes. I love it. I got to tag with ODB like a few years ago and I I felt like I loved her then. I still love her now and that is my ultimate like if if they call if somebody called me up tomorrow and said, "Hey, you can wrestle ODB, but after you wrestle ODB, you can no longer be in wrestling." I'm okay with that. Wow. Like that's like legit. There you go. There you go. <laughs> That wow! I don't know if I if I've ever heard anybody say that. Like, if they wrestled this this person, they'd be like, "Yep, I'm good." Like my, I did everything I wanted to do. Baby D, Uh-oh. you just gave us our next question that we're gonna ask all of our guests. Like, oh, who what? Would who would you wrestle, and then you never get to wrestle again? I like it. That's a good question. Thank you, Baby D. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> we'll give you credit. <laughs> Well, here we are. All right. We've, we've talked for a little while. 
We've debated about tag team wrestling, even though we were all on the same page with it. No debate. I know, I know. <laughs> but apparently this question that we ask, there, there's a little bit of debate to it. And that question is Oreo cookies. Yeah. Oreo cookies. Are you a fan of the classic single stuff cookie or a fan of the double stuff cookie? I'm a classic person. Well, that's it. that's our show for tonight, everybody. Uh, we're out of here. Um, but let me tell you why I'm a <laughs> no, classic just person. Kidding. Let me tell you why I'm a classic person. It's because when I eat Oreos, I got to have peanut butter. I love what? eating Oreos with peanut butter. I love taking the peanut butter jar and dipping Oreos in there and just eating it. Like, wow. it is so amazing. It's like the most amazing thing that you'll ever taste. Like, it's so good. So you can do it with the double stuff. Like, I'm not against double stuff, but I just prefer the single stuff because when you scoop out, when you scoop that peanut butter and, like, it's too much peanut, like, you get the good amount of peanut butter and you get too much double stuff in there, like, it's just too much for your mouth. You just can't hold all the savoriness, you know? But if you just get that single stuff and you just peanut butter, in the mouth, Oreos. It's amazing. Wow. I, I gotta I mean, go. I'm intrigued. I'm I gotta so go intrigued. Shopping tomorrow, so <laughs> I might pick up some Oreos just to uh, try that. It's, this might be another divisive question: creamy peanut butter or crunchy peanut butter? Creamy. Thank you. Yeah, creamy for mm. creamy for the Oreos. Creamy for the Oreos. Crunchy if I'm making peanut butter jelly sandwich. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. We're cool yeah. again. Um, <laughs> I like creamy, creamy with the Oreos. Creamy with the Oreos. Crunchy if you're making peanut butter jelly mm -hmm. sandwiches. All right, I see <laughs> where you're coming from now. See, see, but now here's another question: What kind of jelly are you putting on that peanut butter jelly sandwich? Hmm. I like. <sighs> I like grapes. I mean, I'm okay with the strawberry, but if I'm going to eat peanut butter and jelly, I prefer grape. Hell yeah. I don't like, like jelly. I, you don't I like stay... jelly? No. Damn. Bruh. No jelly. Yeah. Just right. extra, just give me extra peanut butter. Just give me all the crunchy <laughs> peanut butter you got. <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh my. I, and now I remember the, the thing that popped out of my head before, I now remember. Um, I, we talked to Vert uh last week her episode actually dropped uh on monday of who knows whenever this one is going to go out I, f I forget now i'm so confused but i i believe that vert said that she one one of the people that she did learn a lot from was yourself um and if i'm wrong then somebody can strike me down but I, i'm, I'm <laughs> almost 99.9 percent .9 sure that she said that so and and I would not be surprised if she didn't say that because the first time that we worked each other was at Mission Pro last year in the Triple Threat, and we did a lot of cool things. And like I was able to show her and Riley um, uh, some some things that they might not have known before, might not have thought about doing before. And then whenever I got to work for it as a singles competitor, 
I remember like I showed her uh showed her like two moves like before the match even started I was like hey let's do this and you know we went into the match like not knowing if she's gonna be able to hit it but we walked through it you know and so you know a couple times I think every time I've worked for Vert we've we've I've tried to teach her something different so I would not be surprised if she she did say that or you know so I'm pretty sure she did everybody else you can go back and listen to it and just make sure that I'm (laughs) just just make sure that I'm right and I said the right thing but anyway baby D thank you so much we we ran off on a sandwich jelly peanut butter tangent at the end but hey who knows one of those questions could be the next oreo question we don't know we don't know sure but thank you for coming on with us uh everybody out there mission pro is presenting uh hell hath no fury uh in conjunction with pinballs kingdom down in buddha texas now now you might know this is it is it buddha or is it buddha it's buddha okay thank you because i've heard it two different ways and i never know which one to go with but it's buddha down in Buda, Texas, September 18th. It's a Friday. Bell time is 7.30. Uh, if you're going to the show, don't forget, wear your mask. If you can't get to the show, you can watch it on Title Match Network. They will be streaming it. Uh, we may have some giveaways. I know that uh, uh, we, we have a giveaway going on on Instagram at some point through uh, Mission Pro because uh, we will unfortunately not be able to be at the show. I'm in Pennsylvania. Christopher is... A little bit closer, but still, but still not close enough. <laughs> so uh, don't forget to check it out. Christopher, send us out. Well, before we go anywhere, Baby D, where can we find you? Where can everyone go check you out? And where can we go follow you and find out when that book's getting released? <laughs> I know. I got to work on that, right? Um, yeah. So it's Baby D 2017 on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can look up my like page for um, on Facebook is at baby. It's just baby D and then, or just add me on Facebook as Stacy Carpenter. Like I'm, I'm a, I'm a cool person. Like I, I just post random stuff. I don't talk about a lot. Don't talk about a lot of random crap. You know, I just try to be positive. And then, you know, of course you can always look me up on YouTube. There's tons of videos there. Baby D, if you don't know me, get to know me. Cause I'm pretty cool. And she's got some pretty killer matches just gonna say yes she does go out there and check too. oh yeah you can always add me on snapchat baby d 110788 i'll be talking about mad crap today i was talking <laughs> about the filters <laughs> there you go i don't have snapchat but my daughter does oh and i got tiktok too baby d 110788 oh. too boom see now you got a tiktok. TikTok. look at that yeah, tiktok <laughs> christopher oh my lord <laughs> I don't know the technology things. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was cool. Well, got that <laughs> go check it out. Yeah, go check that out. Chuckle to make sure that all of those things are at the end. If for some reason you forgot, you don't know where to go, don't worry. It'll be in the description. It'll be on the links at the end. Chuck will take care of you. No worries. So go follow Baby D. Go follow the Bald Monkeys. Thanks for hanging out with us. We're having so much fun with this Mission Pro Wrestling series. Hell Hath No Fury is around the corner. But wait, we got more coming. See you in the next one. You can find Baby D on Twitter and Instagram at BabyD2017. 
on Facebook at BabyD2018 and on TikTok and Snapchat at BabyD110788. And of course, Hell Hath No Fury, presented by Mission Pro Wrestling and Pinball's Kingdom, Friday, September 18th in Buda, Texas. If you're going to the show, bell time is 7.30. You can find the show streaming online at Title Match Wrestling Network. And for more information on Mission Pro, go to missionprowrestling.net. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at The Bald Monkeys. You can also check out our interviews on WrestleJoy.com. Make sure to subscribe on our YouTube page to watch our previous interviews or our roundtable discussions. Just search for The Bald Monkeys. Watch us live on our new Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash thebaldmonkeys. And finally, listen to The Bald Monkeys podcast on Apple iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.